to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at ForTheRecordPodcast.com. This week we're talking about an album that represents a huge leap forward for what is definitely the best band we saw at South by Southwest this year, and which is probably the best band in Austin, Texas. They're called Sweet Spirit, and this album is called Saint Mojo, and it starts with a song called The Power. You're the kind of girl who studied in school and practiced your fashion. Couldn't get any Before we say anything else about the record, I have to tell you that if you're listening to this before May 17th, Sweet Spirit is playing at Brick and Mortar Music Hall on Mission for the absurdly low price of $7, and I've already convinced everyone I know to go, and if you're listening to this, you should go too, and this is the best show you will see all year. Yeah, it, it is one of those things where bands on the on the Ascent, and they're still playing these venues that's what, like a few hundred people for such a ridiculously low price. But then to think about that, they, I mean, this is their second full-length album. They've been op- they've opened for Spoon a bunch of times. Britt Daniel and his Infinite Wisdom saw this other Austin band and realized, okay, these they've got something, and has you know nurtured them. And I guess their producer worked with them, and it's just it's really inspiring. And, and in fact, the the second time we saw them at South by this year was when Spoon did a bunch of dates during South by for the lead up to their new record yeah. release, and on the night of the release date they had he had a couple of different bands opening for them but we saw sweet spirit open for them on that particular night and it was just you could see like all the love in the crowd from them as you know just a, a beloved austin band and like the mayor of austin <laughs> came out to talk about how this was his favorite band and sorry if we were if you listen to the south by southwest wrap-up podcast sorry if we're repeating anything but anyway it- yeah and and certainly that they are such a great live act again that they're still but that the minute they're out of Spoon's shadow, they're still making a name for themselves. And it just seems like, you know, you do a search online for like reviews of this record and there's just nothing outside of the Austin press that they're just invisible and it's shocking, but also the reality that it's so hard to get that traction and it, yeah. no no amount of festival buzz I mean, translates I, yeah, into that. It's funny. I listen to so many different music review podcasts and I read so many different publications that have very sort of diverse tastes, I would say, that don't overlap a lot. And I haven't heard anyone talking about them and I'm very surprised. Yeah. And so this album, their live act is amazing. And they've got all these people on stage, you know, eight or so folks up there with a variety of instruments. And to hear that the record captures it so well, that live experience. And not to, I mean, we try to focus on the record that we're talking about 
on the podcast, but um, I think it's worth mentioning that their last full length Kokomo was so, you know, it was fine, but it really didn't capture their energy as in this record. And it's this one is just mixed so much better and her vocals are a lot higher and the instruments are just you can hear the different instruments a lot better. It was way more flat on the last one. Like I think it was just not the production was not very well done. And so this that's why I said that this record is a huge leap forward for them. Yeah, the song just pops that you have the the way the horns kind of come in over the course of it and the just even the way it starts with the kind of drum and bass sound is just really meaty and the horns are really soaring and I mm. say soaring a lot as, as a descriptor but and it's such a just great mixture of being this just complete party song and yet it's very much about like hey I'm outside the mainstream and kind of like I'm not fitting into the boxes you want to put me into be it in school or a career but I'm still awesome and I'm better than you and you're going to have to deal with that fact. And it's a, a perfect first, you know, that's maybe the, one of the strongest songs on the album, the first single. And it's such a great statement of purpose. We've been talking a lot about Sabrina Ellis, who's the lead female vocal. And this next song is the other lead vocal, Andrew Cashin. And it's called Wanna Have You. That vocal was Andrew Cashin, who's also with Sabrina Ellis in her other band, A Giant Dog, which was the band I couldn't shut up about after last year at South by Southwest. Yeah, it's the I love that these two are so talented. And I think when we did their last record, I said, oh, I hear they're in this other band. Maybe we should talk about that. Yeah. And I'm so glad we are. Uh, one thing I think it's interesting, we did a podcast about Diet Sig and how we work, had the kind of the problem that so many of the songs just started with this layering but it really is nice. This is a good song for that. We played the intro here and it's such a nice intro where you have like, like guitar and drum and then like, oh, more guitars. Oh, and some some horns. Oh, and some backing vocals. And then later there's keyboards, which I don't think we actually hear in the second like we have. I was going to say there's like a weird little high synth at the yeah, end. This, yeah, exactly. And so there's this, it's such a strong band to have all those layers. And yet I like that they don't lean on that kind of building strategy. I think most of the songs kind of get pretty quickly to it but it is nice that this is sonically kind of different well i think when you do a lot of layering like that it can come off as sounding fussy and overproduced but they just whoever was mixing this record did a really good job yeah and it captures the live experience too because you have all those people on stage mm -hmm. where it's i think they tour with what eight or nine people mm -hmm. and it doesn't ever feel 
out of hand like mm-hmm. they work really well together mm-hmm. and you have the great backing vocals are yeah. just really sound apparent and then especially here where it's with andrew cashin stepping forward being able to have sabrina ellis and the person who's normally doing backing vocals whose name i don't call sorry mm-hmm. and that they can kind of do that full kind of chorus behind him and it sounds so kind of retro and fun it's a yeah, yeah it's a great vibe yeah and a little less serious maybe in some ways than that first song but also a really just fun kind of party love song just uh, down it a little down and dirty he could easily be overshadowed by her because she is such an amazing performer and she has such a great range on her voice but he's got a great voice too yeah and obviously as a guitarist this is a chance for some kind of little kind of rock wankery Wait, going how does on. it go rawr, rawr, rawr. I'm not going to attempt to capture, but that kind of funky yeah. groove that he gets into. And it's just, it's so fun. Yeah. Again, even a different style. And I like how, especially the opening of this record really quickly cycles through a few different cycles, or th- excuse me, a few different styles. And that's certainly, we hear that on this third track. It's called Bat Macumba. <laughs> I love this song so much, and I love that they go through so many different styles, as you mentioned, in just the first three tracks. This is a takeoff of an Os Mutantes song of the same name, and that's why they've got that great Brazilian polyrhythm with the drums there. But but then they mix in the, these lyrics that are kind of a takeoff on folk wisdom. or Like, that's how I took it, is how every rule of thumb has an opposite rule of thumb. Like, you know, <laughs> absence makes the heart grow fonder, but out of sight out of mind you yeah know, it's exactly just like basically like you can say whatever and it'll just turn out however it's going to turn out whereas yeah my my urge always to see themes in an album but i feel like especially after that you know the first song being like hey i found my happiness outside of the conventional rules mm-hmm. and here's the same sort of thing of like hey here especially like here are the rules that you're told to live by but mm-hmm. if those aren't working for you yeah. <laughs> don't keep doing that find something that works for you and of course, that sort of the rules and religion and then Bat Macumba being, I guess, the slang for kind of South voodoo American voodoo religion, practices. Yeah. yeah. And of course, I'm not as versed in the music of the 60s, Latin music of the 60s. And so that la- the last minute of this is kind of like an almost kind of acapella-y 
cover of that Bat Macumba song by Los Mutantes. And it's such a just weird ending, but totally perfect. And it's super fun weird and ending silly. With, with also thrown in there, which I was where we faded out, which is I, I can't tell if it's, it sounds almost like a theremin. Yeah, I, I, I just have the sense of somebody or, fiddling or on maybe, dials. It may just on, be like a very, very heavily processed electric. Yeah, some electric kind of effects. Guitar, pe- just they're just, yeah, tweaking the settings yeah. on some kind of effects pedal. Yeah. And it's all it's like all, all feedback. Like you don't even yeah. care what the original source input was. It's fun to go back and listen to that Bat Macumba original because it's mm-hmm. like so futuristic with also these kind of crazy electronic sounds. It's like, wow, I, I did not know that band. I should go listen to more of that <laughs> stuff. So thank you, Sweet Spirit. And we go into I, I, the next song, yet more different amazing styles as they decide to do their kind of tribute to Queen. And this is the second single. It's called The Mighty. is such a great kitchen sink kind of song where there's such just over the top operatics. Again, I described it as a queen tribute because the piano sounds and the guitar sounds and the backing vocals. And it's just, it's total rock opera. And I think it's the first song where I feel like the, the title of the album, St. Mojo starts to make sense. Cause I feel like there's definitely ex- the sort of explicit religious themes actually being touched on. It's a really fun song. And yet it's all about following the golden rule and who is casting the first stone and, the meek will inherit the earth and i like but i like the fact that i mean i think the title saint mojo is kind of a way of expressing the idea of taking sort of traditional religion or the religion that you grew up with and taking the good parts of it and applying those and maybe getting rid of the bad and like creating your own worldview out of it yeah that there's it's killing with kindness it's just the gold it's that it's almost an aggressive form of nonviolence, but and I, I really enjoy that. And this is also the first song where the we hey, there's a string player in this band, which I think we saw them with eight. They've been described as a nine piece, and I think that ninth person must be the string player. Or who wasn't it could have just live. been on the recording. But but, but yeah. the recording does have just those great. And this song, it's like the mixture of just really kind of loud, low kind of strings, high strings, plucked pizzicato strings, and they really add a lot of great texture along with the wonderful guitar sounds. And and uh, you really appreciate just how soaring her voice can be, and I think that's what makes her such a great performer is she can do kind of this like sweet quiet voice or kind of like an angry growl or just this operatic you know over the top yeah it's it comes in on sweet jesus too and like at the very end the she just you know holds that note for a little yeah, time tremendously just... gifted performer and just so <laughs> fantastic i could gush about this song over and over again but moving on to the next song because there's just so much fun to be had with this album and this is another party track 
with some depth to it, I'd like to think. It's called Pamela. this as as the song of the summer but to me it's so warm and and this entire album i feel like this is the the album that you're having a barbecue you're having a lawn party this is the one you want to throw on because it just it has that warmth and even and even this song it seems like so kind of light like i'm looking for pamela anderson and you know very tongue-in-cheek that the video for this is shot entirely in slow motion Nice, on an Austin party boat. Yeah, nice callback. It reminds me of the, I think, the Futurama, where they talked about the the Baywatch movie was the first movie that was entirely in slow motion. So mm-hmm. this is maybe the closest we're going to get to that. But they seem to be having a really good time in slow motion. And the, what I love is though that you know she's a pop cultural figure who's sort of remembered. I think largely as being just like, oh, she had this ridiculous appearance. And I I love this song, and especially that we heard the second verse chorus where it's like, emphasizing, no, she was a hero. She was out there saving people. Yeah. And she was saving them in slow motion, but she was there saving people. Yeah. Hero in the ocean, hero in the tide. Yeah. And that as a little girl, that that is what she saw, not that she was like, looked like a blonde bombshell, that she was saving people. Yeah. And so I, I, I like this, yeah, recontextualization of a kind of problematic pop culture figure. Yeah. And, and I also like, like that it's so I mean you say tongue-in-cheek but I think it is absolutely sincere in her admiration of Pamela Anderson and like that's what I like about it that it could have been kind of jokey but no it's just totally sincere yeah and just totally fun like it just you yeah. want to rock out yeah, they're it's having a great song like yes. all of these are great songs yeah and I would say the first half of the album is more loaded with the sort of really fast powerful party songs and then the back half is a little bit more slow and that's the case with the next track we'll play which is called Sweet Jesus And my wayward ways of living I'm counting on you, Lord You swore I'd be forgiven Though I vow never to steal Or covet or to murder But one thing could break the deal It's the thought that he could hurt her
talking about a range of styles, now we have a song that goes into a character who's committing vigilante justice, and it's very dramatic. And especially we have the strings back here, too, that add to the drama. Yeah, that opening, that just yeah. the strings and horns, yeah. just so over the top, but yeah. wonderful. And At least we hope it's a character. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe she fights crime while not fronting two different rock bands. Maybe. But thematically, I like that this kind of, you know, if there's a theme in the record, and again, we don't like to read too much into authorial intent or assume too much authorial intent, but I take it as a a theme throughout the record that maybe the religion that you were raised with has very black and white views and that the world actually isn't black and white. And so it's, you know, starting out talking about the rules are that we're not supposed to murder or steal or whatever the Ten Commandments are. But, you know, sometimes if there's someone who's evil and is hurting someone you love, then maybe you need to get rid of that person. Yeah, this is a very, maybe less catchy, but still really entertaining song. But it's also just this deep philosophical discussion on, you know, can you be Christian and yet also, you know, the uses of violence and like, oh, you can't really be a pacifist. And you can look forward to that. Oh, I'll spend eternity with you but not yet. Right now I have to go do bad things for good reasons. And it's dark. And I think a nice counterpoint to that beginning of this record where it's a lot of like, oh, here are the rules, but I'm just going to be empowered and kind of rah-rah by stepping outside the rules. And here it's a little darker, but, you know, empowering in its own way. But yeah. And I like that just in the ordering of the tracks, this comes right after Pamela, which is so light and fun and like a party song to this very dark, philosophical song with all the strings and and it it sounds very dramatic it's very minor key and it's a great juxtaposition yeah it's very dark but and a little old-fashioned and then i like that you know the next we'll play this next song which is also very explicitly religious i mean it's called salvation but then it takes this time warp into the 80s and it's a nice counterpoint so we'll hear that next attention to this song because I was texting with my friend Tony who I turned on to this band and it's now his band of the moment and this is his favorite track on the record and I was really surprised to hear that actually because 
it's not my favorite. It's very minor key, which is not usually my style. And I like the major key, like, fun song so much more. But he's like, it's just so epic. And that's really true. Yeah. Well, I, I like that it sounds so different. I feel like, you know, I, this is a hard band to hammer down. Like, there's such a variety of styles. But they seem mostly kind of anchored in kind of a 60s and 70s kind of pop funk style. And there's a lot of mixing. But it still is mo- it, traditional rock and pop styles and combined in fresh ways. But this seems like the first one that is taking a variety of sounds, that sort of hair guitar or hair metal guitar. (laughs) Uh And then the sort of very aggressively artificial sounding synths. And then her singing style just is it's very different. Like it feels just super 80s in a way. I can't quite my finger on why. Well, and it's that kind of like lower howl sort of vocal that you don't hear on the other tracks. And in fact, this one really makes me think of Marissa Paternoster of Screaming Females, which is not a comparison I would make in any other context except on this song. Yeah, she she really belts it out and yeah knocks out of the park. And so there is that drama. And I enjoy this song, you know, not necessarily in absolute terms, but as such a just nice different piece of the album and it's just we're coming to the tail end here and it's again super dark and it's but it's about finding salvation even in you know, she talks about coming from a kind of disadvantaged background and having people telling you that hey just give up and don't try and there's sort of the implication of maybe some mental illness issues and powering through that and just be like hey and even that chorus where it seems like people turn their heads just pe- people aren't going to help you people are not going to support you and yet here she is. She did this album start. This band rather started as a solo project and people kept joining because it was so powerful and she made that happen. And it's mm-hmm. really inspiring. And to think that this is a, a band's second album mm-hmm. and it's, they're already this good. Yeah. And now they just need to get famous and get those crowds. Cause they're such fantastic entertainers. Yeah. And this whole record, I just keep listening to it over and over again. And it's one of those ones where when we are getting ready to do the podcast, usually by the time we record it, I've listened to it so many times that I'm glad to not have to listen to it for a while. But I feel like this one I'm still going to be listening to. It's such a great record. And, you know, even the tracks that we didn't play, it was hard to figure out, you know, we can usually get away with playing about eight tracks in 30 minutes and, and talking about them. And so even the ones we left off, it was hard to choose because those are also great songs and in fact the penultimate track which we didn't play far from home is a real throwback country song almost and it's just you know yet another display of their versatility yeah that you can do this many different things and be really good Mm -hmm. at all of them and also be an amazing live act many bands are really fantastic on record but it doesn't carry over into the live performance and they're just so high energy and so fun to watch yeah the, the yeah the variety of different styles and the ability to knock it out of the park with all these different styles to do it on the record and sound fantastic to do it live and sound fantastic. And yet it seems cohesive. It's all clearly from one band. And yeah, I can't, I can't say enough. And again, just like, why, why are there not a million reviews? Why are these shows not selling out? So go, go sell it out. Well, and, and just go get this record, which you can get for 10 bucks on Bandcamp, which is ridiculous. So just go download it and listen to it over and over again. Yes. Uh, We we are agreed. That's the plan. So we'll go out with the last song, which is called Normally. You've been listening to For the Record, and we've been discussing Saint Mojo, the new record from Sweet Spirit. Thanks for listening. Come on, I love you, baby. But you bring it.